Well, here we go. <laughs> it's the nightcap, the live version. My heart hurts. Journal. Huh? My heart hurts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could use some galactic fried chicken right now. Comfort really food. <laughs> yeah, something. Something. Because, you know, they didn't have internet at Truist Bank Arena. Uh, they had... What a, what a joke. They had, they had hot dogs that were bad. They had maybe the worst pizza I've ever had in my life. Um, they, they initially were going to try to sit me in the rafters. I was like, no. <laughs> All around, it was just a bad day to be a Bearcat. But first, make sure you visit our friends, Galactic Fried Chicken, www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Download the app for Android, iPhone, everything Galactic. Get there tomorrow. Tell them to pump it up. Save 15%. It it might make you feel better. And I know probably probably won't. But maybe it will. Or have it delivered anywhere in the 275 loop via the Galactic Fried Chicken app. Well, Aaron. I, I like how the first three commenters are people I've never seen in our chat before. So <laughs> welcome. <laughs> uh I, this I don't is, know. I, let me just get it out there. This is against our better judgment. Both of us think this is a bad idea. Yeah. But uh, here we are. You got, we're, we're men of the people. We're here for you. The women's basketball team lost in overtime 74 71. That wasn't great either. Um, Bearcat 17, thank you for listening nightly. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, we're men of the people. We know you guys probably needed a therapy session. I'm going to answer as uh, honestly as I can about the events of the day. And uh, yeah. Do we, do we, do we start? Do we, are, you're a chronological order guy, right? And by the way, I got a bourbon. Yeah. Cheers. The thing is, so I came home, talked to Kelly for a few minutes, changed, started getting things set here in the office, got the uh, West Miller post-game video uploading where I asked him all of the tough questions. Uh, like people want me to. Um, and I had a decision to make, Aaron. Yeah. Good bourbon or house bourbon. And I couldn't even drink the good bourbon tonight. I felt that would have been disrespectful to the good bourbon. Now, I guess maybe the the converse of that is the good bourbon is like 105 proof. And maybe I needed the good bourbon tonight. Um, Fair enough. But I went with the I went with the house stuff. Darren says house and lots of it. I, ju I just couldn't bring myself to drink the the quality stuff on a day like today. Uh, we'll start with Isaiah Collier. Not a whole lot really left to say on Isaiah Collier. What do you say? 
I guess I have some thoughts on it. I mean, and I kind of put it out there into the Twitterverse, but when you go after the whales, not even big fish, but the whales, maybe you hit more often than not, you probably aren't. Yeah. And that's going to be part of not just basketball, but football as well. I mean, we're going to be in situations where you don't get the guy. A lot of these other teams have bigger, deeper, deeper pocketed um, fan bases. And it's part of the game. It sucks when you lose, obviously. You know, we'd love to see Collier with a C-paw on his chest. But I did talk myself into the fact that maybe for a team that is trying to establish an identity, for a team that's trying to figure some things out, maybe it's not a great thing to have a one and done. No, it's always a great thing to have a one and done. Look, I'm trying to find any any silver lining here. Yeah, hold on one second. Kelly's, Kelly's. So talk for a second. Yep. Um, (laughs) UCF Superfan says, I hate our fan base at times. Fire everyone. Midday, we love Wes. He almost got us Collier. Late day, fire Wes. Uh, that's that's pretty much been, um, I think, everyone's emotional roller coaster today. Here's the thing, I think it, it speaks. It speaks. One, we've talked about this a million times. To Wes's ability to evaluate talent and his staff's ability to evaluate talent, Isaiah Collier was not, you know, a surefire five-star elite prospect. He was. Just outside the five-star range when UC started recruiting him. Right. Uh, rose all the way up to number one. So that speaks to talent identification. And then got all the way to the finish line. Didn't win the race. Uh, and I, I'm not here for uh, did they finish second? Did they finish third? I, I don't care. Get, yeah, you, none, it, none of that matters. If you're not first, you're last. You yeah, it's recruiting. <laughs> either you win or you don't. Um, do I think... Some of this was probably a little bit more of a dog and pony show than they let on. Probably like he even said it, like why go to USC? His answer was because it's LA. Like, and that's, how do you, you can't, you can't beat that. So here's the thing. And I can say this as somebody that's lived in LA. Once you like, you're familiar with it. And I I know I'm going to get like the taxes and like he's 18. He doesn't care. Right. And his mom is from L.A. And, you know, like his uncle lives out there. His brother lives out there. He's been to L.A. a lot. And once you're out there and it's 75 degrees every day, every day, every day, and it's, you know, 58 degrees every night, every night, there's a there's an allure to the place that, you know, uh, that sticks with you and. If he had that from the beginning, like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand. Because I I was tempted to go back out there. I, As some of you know, I was offered the ability um, to go back out there and cover UCLA when Mick got hired. And it was a really tough decision. If it wasn't for my dad's relationship with my daughter and breaking that up, Probably would have gone back out there. So I understand that. Um, 
But I, I, I think he knew for a while what he was going to do. There, there was, and this is, um, this is a little behind the scenes. Um, there was one thing that stood out to me about this whole process that made me feel like it was going to be really difficult to get him. And that was, he visited UC Cincinnati three times, I believe, including the, the visit this past weekend. Yeah. His mom was never with him. Shocker. His mom never made that trip. And I would guess that's probably calculated on her part because if you are pulling for one thing, um, and she was very clearly pulling for her son to go to, to USC, to go to LA. Didn't risk falling in love with another thing. Right. And that was, uh, if you if you rewind a couple weeks, when I was like, look, I, I think, you know, I think UC did all they could, but this one is, you know, it feels like it's trending towards USC. That was why. Um, I just, uh, rule number one, how, how often have I talked about this, Aaron? Rule number one in recruiting, more, far more often than not, mom gets what mom wants. And yeah. Yeah, mom mom wanted LA, so she got it. Um, Matthew, I know you're, you're, you're angry. Ability to evaluate talent, Kalu, anyone? Go, go look at what's in the portal for big guys every, every April. Are there a few? Yeah, there's there's a few, and guess what? Everybody wants them. Um, it's difficult. Like, uh, is that an excuse for a guy that hasn't played well to date in his four games as a Bearcat? No, not an excuse. But finding big guys in the portal is is not easy. Um, anyhow, I. Drew, nobody actually hates the fan base. Everybody just Drew. We're venting. We're having a therapy session. Like this I, is. I think this was in reference. This was in reference when yeah. you when you weren't on camera. But it was the I hate our fan base at times. Fire everyone. That's it, it's UCF fan is a is a UCF uh, super fan is a regular here, and I think he was being a little sarcastic. facetious. Facetious is probably the best word. Um, yes, Chelsea, Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. But that's recruiting. Like, it, it, in a nutshell, maybe in the portal age, it's a little different with some kids because you know you you stick with it, and maybe they hit the portal and you can bring them back. But Isaiah Collier is going to spend one year in college. He's not. He's not going to be back on the market. So, um, barring injury, so yeah. Obviously, yeah. you don't. You don't hope for injury or anything like that, but Matthew, thank you. Appreciate the donation, sir. Much, much appreciated. Um, I, I should have sent her a Skyline Care package. See, that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing you do if they're from Cincinnati. That's not going to work on people that aren't from Cincinnati. Trust me. People don't get it. They don't get it. Unenthusiastic Go Bearcats from Lambig. Yeah. Um, Matt, what's next for uh, recruiting? Um, Davion Thomas is a name that they have been in on for quite a while. He's a Juco guard. Uh, Kilgore Junior College out of Texas. Um, I think they had been 
I don't want to say, I think slow playing is the wrong word, but I don't think they were in, you know, let's get him in the fold mode until they, they knew exactly what the decision was uh, from, from Collier. I expect that to pick up uh, soon, very soon. I will say uh, it was apparently Tyler McKinley's mom's birthday, and he wished her a happy birthday from his uh, his picture from his official visit mm-hmm. to Cincinnati with her on the Bearcats throne. So for whatever that's worth. Go to bed, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we keep clicking at the same time, don't we? I'm not clicking anything. There we go. Ed, does Ed, Ed doesn't have that now. I was going to say, is Ed somehow pulling the strings behind the curtain? But he's not behind the curtain. No. Um, it's still a pretty solid 2023 class. Absolutely. You've got two top 50 level kids in Rayvon Griffith and and Jizzle James. And mm-hmm. there's still a chance. You're, you're in on two big guys that reclassifying to 2023 is a possibility. And Flory Badunga and Santo Cyril. Flory's a top five talent. Santo's a top... 30 or so talent. Um, Floyd did go to Auburn. He's going to take visits. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah. again, not, not a lock, not a lock. And also guess what happens with top five level recruits. They get recruited. Everybody wants them. And guess what? If I was a top five level recruit and I had 30 places that wanted me to come check it out. I'm going to do that. As many as I can uh, get to, I'm going to get to. Biggest donation to date during a live show. Thank you, Dave Dixon. Uh, we appreciate it. That's why we're here. Like We're we're front and center. We're not, when the, when the news is bad, we're not going to go and hide. We're going to be right here on this channel. Michael, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Aaron, it, ban, ban that guy. It, no, it's only going to get worse as we go to the Big 12. We can't ban everybody. No, I can ban Michael. I've known him for 25 years. Well, that's between years. the two of you, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justin, let, let's... Let, okay, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll move on to it. Lost to, uh, to NKU tonight. Um, final score of... I blocked it out towards the end. 64 to 51. Um, a pretty, I actually was really encouraged in the first half, Aaron, because NKU threw a haymaker early. They got up nine. They had, I, I wouldn't know because the game was blacked out until there were four minutes left in the first half because the internet was down at a university. Riddle me that, Batman. Apparently, it was like university-wide. Like, all of it was down. Be better, NKU. Pay those bills on time. This That is Neil Meyer's fault. um, Because I guess Neil uh, covered a game at NKU on Saturday, and they didn't have internet. So he was like, I'm going to get there early, and I'm going to get my internet squared away. So when I walked in, Neil was bragging about how he's set up already on the internet, and he's good to go, and he's ahead of the curve. And then 10 minutes later, the entire internet on campus went out. So that's Neil's fault. Ed, it's not a burger. You're not getting the burger, are you? It's the chicken sandwich. 
He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen at all. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So anyway, uh, I I actually and it, back to recruiting a second. We're going to be all over the place here. We are, uh, but I There's I do agree, Doug. Here. I do agree, Doug. We we aren't recruiting guys that don't have other options anymore. There will be big wins. Obviously, today was not one of those wins, but there eventually. It's like sales, right? You have to get so many no's. You have to, you have to go through the no's to get the yeses. Correct. Again, just me looking for silver linings here. Um. So anyhow, I actually first half, Aaron, I was fairly impressed because they took a punch. Um. They came back. They they got you know, they they took the one thing away. Like NKU started out four or five from three, um, and I thought that that had a chance to make things snowball Ed screwed up and got the burger. My God. I don't pay him any mind. Anyhow. Um, and you come back and you take a 40, 36 lead at halftime. So you went into their place. They clearly, they, they had Red Panda there. They had, like, Rozzy's there for the little, like, you know, plane show at the beginning of the, the game. Um, one job, Ed. One job. Um, you know, they had a, a chick that was on American Idol there to sing the national anthem, even though the mic only worked half the time during the national anthem. <laughs> Aaron, 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 Aaron. They had some guy come out in like a like a tux to do the starting lineups, and the mic didn't work. He was like, "Well, I mean, was he trying to be like, like the, the UFC announcer? Like, I finally, don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The mic didn't work. All you see is him on the video board talking, like talking into the mic, like he's trying to do the big, like." You know the big the big arena entrance for NKU, um, and and the fan base like they, they their fans showed up. There was a lot. I thought there would be more UC presence, um, and there there was it, NKU. And some of that might have been how the game went, whether or not the UC fans were louder than the NKU fans. Um, but going into halftime, I gave UC a lot of credit. Because I thought, hey, you know, they, they faced some adversity. They thought that they were, you know, battling uphill. They got back into it. I think they had an 8-0 or 9-0 run that tied the game. And then they took the lead into halftime. Which goes against what I was saying the last time we discussed a basketball game, where I was wondering if they go cold at the end of the first half and then are also cold in the second half. Is that who this team is well the second half of that is still accurate um as they did not score in the first six minutes of the second half but they they did they did not fix... score in the second half well that, uh, uh but but they did score at the end of the first half so they went into halftime with a little bit of momentum that 28 1 21 8 run was fantastic here's the here's what i think happened aaron I think halftime, those guys 
got a little full of themselves and thought, okay, we took their best shot. We're going to come out here and cruise in the second half. And against that defense, if you are not dialed in on exactly how and what needs to be done to beat it, it will swallow you alive. And you will start seeing ghosts and you will start playing off one foot and you will start trying to do things that aren't there. I watched that defense be installed at UC with Mick Cronin. I watched that defense, and, and, and that's exactly what it's designed to do when it's working, is to, I made this analogy a million times. You know, I'm a big analogy guy. During the, the, the five or six years that Mick used the 25 matchup zone, is that it just strangles the life out of you. It, it, four for 29 in the second goals. half. Um, If you really thought they could cruise in the second half, who's that on? Some of it on the staff for not snapping about, snapping them out of it. But ultimately, it's on the players. 13.79% is what four of 29 is. What I will say to the, to the people saying coaching, I will give you that they should have had a better way to get the team out of that funk in the second half. But the game plan was what we saw in the first half. Like the 25 didn't change. It's not like NKU started playing a different defense. That defense is what it is. They beat it to the tune of 40 points in the first half. And then the second half, they completely got away from what was working. Play off two feet, take good shots. What happens when you take good shots? Vic was really good on the offensive glass. They were able to do the things that that really take that defense out of its comfort zone. And then the second half, when they got down the lane, when they got to the rim, they were playing off one foot. They weren't playing strong. They were getting shots blocked easily. Like, NKU was just spanking shit everywhere. Because UC wasn't playing off two feet. They weren't playing tough. You know, they're trying to fling shots up on the other side of the rim or get to the lane and throw up something with one hand. Um, it's it's a microcosm of, of a team that thought... I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you what I... I saw a team that thought the second half was going to be as easy offensively as the first. And then what happens? So then you go that first six minutes without scoring, right? And then you start pressing. And then you start thinking, oh shit, like we got to, we didn't score for six minutes. We got to score, you know, 12 points in the next segment. We, we got to, we got to really get back on track. And they never found a rhythm in the second half because they never made that defense scramble. That defense, and what I mean by when I say that what that defense wants to do is contract you like a like a boa constrictor. The defense is a paint defense where at most times there's four or five guys in and around the paint. So when a guard drives down the lane, what happens? The defense contracts. What needs to happen, and Wes 
briefly talked about this in the post game. It's not like like a man to man, right? Like a man to man, or even a like a standard two three, like a you know a kind of a soft two three zone. The play is in front of you. Like when you when you drive down the lane against a regular zone, what are you looking for? The short corner, right? Yeah. Or when you you get the ball to the high post, you try to work the short corner. The matchup doesn't really give you that the way that a, that a standard two, three does, or, you know, in a man to man, you draw the help. There's somebody open on the backside. What you have to do in the, against the 25 is play behind you because the defense contracts. That means there's guys open behind you and then you pass it back. Then you move it again. And now the defense is scrambling and guys are trying to figure out who is their responsibility. Who is their man? Um, and Mo I, Edgar, I think Mo Edgar kind of put it in perspective in the second half, there were four second half UC made field goals, seven second half UC turnovers, seven second half Northern Kentucky blocks. Yes. Uh, they, they had more second half blocks than the Bearcats had field goals, obviously. And By three. Just, just, that's insane. That's a By crazy, three. crazy stat. Uh, Kenny, thank you for the donation. We appreciate it. Appreciate the super sticker. Thanks for uh, joining the crew. Um. Terry Nelson said they looked like they had low energy in the second half. I I, I don't disagree. I, I think they, again, I think they were flat. I think they thought we took their punch and now we're going to cruise. And, you know, that didn't work. Not the case. Uh, Micah and, and Rob for four points. Can't play those two at the same time. I don't think they played at the same time. Uh, 19 uh, minutes for one, 26 minutes for the other. Uh, yeah, maybe, I guess they did overlap. Maybe been a, a little tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. yeah, but for the most part, those two aren't going to play uh, much at the same time. And if they did, yeah, I, I mean, Hensley didn't give you a ton in 18 minutes played tonight. No, Josh uh, Reed. Josh Reed. The, the, his first three minutes of college basketball, he got an and one and hit a three. He has not missed a field goal in his entire coll collegiate career. He's he might not he might not ever miss Aaron. He might, great. he might shoot 100% for his college career. He should shoot more. But, uh, I mean, your, your big three, though, DeJulius goes four of 13 yeah. for nine points. Nolly goes three of 11 for seven points. And Davenport, two of nine for eight points. So that's nine for 33. This team is built on offensively. This team is built on those three guys. Sure. If they go nine for 33, 30, roughly 30%, under 30 for the 25%, 20, 20. I can give you the exact. 20 something percent. 27.27 repeated. That's not good. No. Like that's, you can't, and especially against NKU, you, you've got to be better than that against a team that you had superior athleticism to it, you can't you can't allow yourself offensively to get that out of sorts that disjointed um um guys don't go up strong when okay. attacking garrison says guys don't go up strong when attacking the basket jd maw and hensley don't know how to use their offhand when driving slash attacking uh 
Actually, Hensley might. He just doesn't choose to use it uh, because he did have that broken hand where he was forced to use his other hand um, when when training. So you want to know what makes it even? And this is not a surprise because they only made four shots in the entire second half. Uh, three, four, seven, 12, seven for 17 in the first half from those three. So not great by any stretch, mainly because Davenport was one for five, but it, like they were okay in the first half, dismal in the second half. Second half. If that's what you're going to get from those three in any given game, there's going to be a stretch, a long stretch, where they struggle to score. Because you're not going to get a bunch of points from Micah. You're not going to get a bunch of points from Rob. It's not going to happen. That's not who they are. Getting out rebounded by a team like NKU, also not a good look. Um, 35 to 32. Um, defensive rebounds, 29 to 20. Yeah, here like that, that's the other thing. When you miss that many shots, how do you not have a, a ton of rebounds? I don't I don't know. It was 15-14 at halftime. So NKU just dominated the second half on the glass as well. They they dominated the second half in pretty much every statistical category. I know Robert says the passing and turnovers caused the game. I'm not passing sure I agree. Was bad. Well, passing sure. Was bad, Aaron. But you you had three more turnovers than Northern Kentucky did. They they turned the ball over 14 times. Cincinnati only turned it over 11. The problem was when they would stop them defensively or get a turnover, they weren't capitalizing on it on the other end. Um, I, I'm talking about just passing in general, not necessarily. Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't know how to pass out of the trap, which amazes me because – well, that's how you beat the 25. Like, again, the defense contracts. They were doubling or digging the post. Somebody's open. Do, do they not? You practice against the press. How do you not know how to pass against the press? Yeah. That's a different press, but yeah. Hensley I mean, was bad tonight. It's, I mean, it's still, you're looking for a passing lane. You, It's the same. Yes, it's a different, and a different part of the court, but. Um, but you didn't convert is, is the turnovers. You didn't turn, they didn't turn UC's turnovers into points really that much either. It was 13 to 12 points off turnovers, but NKU, uh, let's see. I don't, I don't know this answer yet. Eh, about the same. Um, and while NKU had 15 points on 24 makes, uh, UC had four or assists on 24 makes UC had 14 on 20. Um, so they weren't, uh, uh, all that superior in passing the ball in terms of turning assists or turning passes into, into scores. Um, but I just thought UC didn't, didn't play to the principles of what needs to be done to beat that defense. They did in the first half and they got completely away from it in the second. And yes, that is on the coaching to fix, but if you tell them and they still don't do it, There's some culpability to the players that aren't doing what needs to be done. I had this question myself while watching the game because it seemed that if Vic was not out there, this team struggled tremendously to rebound the ball. Do we burn Sage's red shirt this year because of the desperation in rebounding? Do we know that Sage is a good rebounder? He's very oh. thin. 
He's very thin. Tall. Okay. Uh, Vic is also tall. And also pretty thin. No. They did, say, they did say during the broadcast that he put on, I think, like 3.5% body fat in the offseason. Aaron, just look at the next time Vic stands next to Sage. Now, if your question was, do I think Sage would help in rim protection? I think he would help in in giving that them more rim. of a presence at yeah. the rim. Vic is not a natural shot blocker. I mean, during that little spurt that kind of changed the game at the end of the or the beginning of the second half, they went right at Vic three times and scored on him. And that that was the start of the six or the fourteen to three run or whatever it was that that put them in control of the game early back early in the second half. He was at what two fouls um, at that point? Because he collected. Yeah, his, it, it wasn't. Well, I, I just want to make the point that he he collected his third in that weird play at the end that yeah but you can't just let guards come right at you and and score on you driving down the paint like i agree that's that's what i talked about when i said in the preseason that there's not a lot of rim protection on this team and i think that is if teams can get downhill that's a problem because there's nobody on the back end to save you i wonder if that's anything that a can really work with Vic on not really man shot blocking is is a very natural feel thing and Vic isn't bouncy I guess is the right he's not a vertical athlete he's a good athlete yeah uh for somebody his size but he's not a guy that really really gets off the floor and he's not a guy that is great at understanding at least yet he can get better at this walling guys off taking guards and and putting them into a position when they get into his body that they're having to shoot over that length. Yeah. Um, right now they're getting the shot off at, before he reacts to them. I was going to say, usually he ends up in foul trouble in that particular play that right. you're talking about. Um, winning it in KU is hard. It's hard. It's hard. You ever been to Cold Springs? It's hard. It's like a, you're back home by 9.45. No internet. There's no internet. You know how kids are these, you know kids are these days with no internet? Shout out, to, shout out to Terry and Dan for doing a game over a cell phone. Like this, Aaron. Like Dan would talk into the cell phone, and then it was time for Terry to talk. He would do, like give Terry the cell phone for Terry to talk into the cell phone. I mean. And then he would hand it back to Dan. That's tremendous effort. Like sometimes that's you got to do what you got to do. That was the only way that 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 the broadcast was going to get done was to that's do it over the phone. Insanity! Like to think that you'd ever have to do anything like that as broadcasters—that's absolutely crazy. Yeah, iPhone sharpens iPhones. <laughs> well, they were only using one. It wasn't like they were each on an iPhone. There was just one iPhone. And they were passing it like a joint during the game. Um, I don't know. You can go through these and pull up whatever you yeah. – moving too fast for me. Uh, we didn't see much of Guama tonight. Could be wrong. Just didn't notice him. Played 5'11". Uh, um, five minutes, yeah. Yeah, five minutes, 11 seconds. Vic played 22. 
Uh, so 22, 12, 34. So yeah, Kalu, Kalu played uh, 12, Odie played five, and Vic played 22. That gets you right in that 40 range. Um, How many games are left in this agreement? Uh, <laughs> technically, one each at UC and one at NKU. Okay. We'll see. I, I, if I had to guess, that's the last time we see UC play at uh, Truist Arena. Bricks, bricks sharp and bricks. <laughs> this is uh, why we're here. We're here for you guys to get it out. Yeah. Get it out to vent. Uh, how many players on this team do you think will be on the team going into the Big 12? Um, Skillings, Reed. Sage. Uh, Sage. Uh, Hensley. Let me, let me look. Um, I don't know about Micah and Jeremiah. Like, I, I don't. Victor. Victor will be on this team. So, Vic, Hensley, Reed, Skillings, and uh, Sage for sure. Um, Micah and Jeremiah, that's going to be up to them. You know, do you, do you want to take that extra year? Do you not? Um, but I do think it's important to discuss. I think this team is a little bit lost without John Newman. And not just from the standpoint of he's their best defender. He's a glue guy. He's their energy. He's John plays with John plays with tremendous energy. And he's a guy that is an energy giver, right? When when you see him out there playing the way he plays, it lifts up the energy of everyone. And I think it's really hard when you go all the way to the start of the season knowing that, that that's, that's our guy that we're going to, you know, when we get into the heat of the moment, we can lean on him to lift the group. And then he gets hurt in the scrimmage. They try to play through it. And then the MRI, it's worse than, than they originally thought. He needs surgery. And now he's going to be out for a large chunk of the season, I think. I, I think it it's going to be a while. The conference play and maybe into conference play before we see him. And I think that's – I got an analogy for you, Aaron. That's like a football team losing their center the week of the regular season beginning. I don't like that analogy either. I'd say you love I, I told you, my, heart, you my heart hurts. My heart hurts. You're not helping. My heart hurting over here. Sorry. 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 Man. It's hard. So I, I think that is you're seeing a, a team tra- trying to adjust on the fly to missing something that this team specifically needs. And that is that that guy that provides – because who else would be that guy that you can count on to play a ton of minutes, right? And when you're counting on him to do that, you're you're dropping down a little bit of the weight on everybody else of what is expected from them. You know, like a perfect example would be in that first half tonight. Um, 
Doug's on one tonight, man. Uh, uh, Doug said, have we opened an investigation yeah. into Newman's injury? FBI. <laughs> there could be criminal uh, criminal charges. If, you, if you're in Greenville, you're looking for an investigation into what's going on with John Newman. Um, Mid-January? Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. But hopefully. Um, Doug says it's been a day. Um, do I like Landers pulling up at the mid-range a lot instead of penetrating more? I don't like anybody pulling up in the mid-range a lot. I what was he he got a rebound in that final 90 seconds. And instead of just trying to get the ball up on the rim, went backwards like 10 feet and fired a, a baseline jumper. Well, it was kind of right. like it was kind of like in the it was somewhere around the two minute mark, I think, uh, maybe three minute mark. Um, Finnessy had a wide open three and hesitated, and then shot a contested three instead. Like yeah. uh, Matt wants to know if Skilling's okay. Yeah, Wes said he um, he didn't practice yesterday because of the ankle. They were giving him some rest, and then because of the that that defense, and because he didn't get practice yesterday. He didn't feel it was fair to Dan to have him out there kind of lost in space. He ran, he did go, go through warmups though, correct? Yeah, he was okay yeah. to play. He was yeah. okay to play. Um, was just a, uh, <laughs> a decision that he didn't get to practice. He didn't get to, you know, if you're seeing a man-to-man and you're just running your basic stuff, he probably would have been able to play. But for a freshman that's in his fourth college game, Without getting any prep, um, it was a problem. Um, <laughs> rough to see guys on the team that haven't played D one ball for two to four years that have played D one ball for two to four years and haven't improved. I don't know that that's a fair assessment. I think they've improved. I, I think I, they had a bad night tonight. It was a horrendous night, and I think that tonight's a kind of a game where players and staff alike take a good, long, hard look in the mirror and wonder what the hell they're doing. It's a, it's a wake-up game at the very played, least. For the entire second half, you played right into the teeth of a gimmick defense. When you didn't do that in the first half, when when you did what needed to be done to beat that defense in the first half, you just decided we're not going to do it anymore? We're good? Yeah. Um <sighs> They they did look surprised by double teams when they came in the second half, and they and not there weren't hard doubles like they they weren't. That's most where I'm of the time, but that's where I was I was talking about. I'm confused. Like if you run against the press in practice, you should be used to finding a passing lane against a double team. Like there's no way that they're running the press defense against the scout team and only the scout team, right? Yeah, but like I said, it was a different press than than what they run it was a press designed to trap you in the corner to trap, to trap you, the you in the corner and, and also to be the most easy avenue for them to drop back into the 25 because if you see like if you watched it it was just kind of like they um they stretched it out and then as they got back into the half court like it, it just looked like what the 25 is supposed to look like 
Uh, Chelsea says that's not a fair assessment at all. Okay. Um, Hope Jizzle and Ray are ready to contribute offensively next year. Reed and Skillings has shown promise so far when given the chance. Um, Jizzle is a good offensive player. His strength is in the mid-range. His strength is something that this team doesn't have a lot of, and that's the ability to get to the paint. He had 23 points tonight. Okay. He's playing high school kids. I understand. I'm just saying he has the ability to score. I'm talking about their ability to contribute immediately at the college level. I was backing up your point with the only stats that I have at my disposal currently. Jizzle is not a prolific, like, scoring guard. You know what I mean? Like, there are some guards that are just like, that dude is a bucket getter. But he's a point guard that can break down a defense and get downhill, which is something that Rob and Micah are not uh, not great at. Can Jizzle score more than four in a game? Then he's an upgrade. I'm, I concur. <clears throat> you guys asked me for my like my takes. I'm trying to give them, and you're you're distracting me. This is. I think this is a good question though. Uh, JD, who is he? Um, frustrating that he can hit a shot when the team needs it, and then let an uncontested three go on the other end. I think he's been a lot better defensively this year. Correct. Um, that said, at I times think the problem is at, at times we've gotten. We've gotten JD that's not hot and cold. We've gotten JD that's cold. There's been a couple threes hit here and there, but he has not been the 37 to 42% three-point shooter. You know, and, and and if he can bang down one or two of those threes, especially in the second half, to change the momentum, then, you know, it's a little different maybe. At times defensively, while he has improved this year, I think we both agree on that. He's not he's, great. He's, he's never going to be a great defender. He's still at times going to also be a defensive liability. Correct. Um, losing, potentially Hi. losing Dave and Landers. Hi, Berg. Berg. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they if they lose Dave, which they're going to lose Dave, and Nolly, uh, it's really going to hurt. I, I agree. Although Nolly hasn't exactly been an efficient and effective scoring weapon since Shamanad. Yeah, it's not been lights out. <laughs> Second half was soft effort. Uh, I agree. I, I think, like I said, I thought I think they came out thinking the second half is going to be easy. Uh, we took their best punch. Now we're going to come out here in the second half and just cruise to victory. Screw the scheme and adjustments. Go get fouled and go get offensive rebounds. Um, the get foul part, like I said, they were you know what they were doing, Burke. They were playing soft off one foot and just kind of lobbing the ball at the rim. They, they weren't playing with strength. That's how you get fouled. That's how you get NKU up in the air and then get into them and get to the free throw line and, and do the things, the, 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 the tough things. When you talk about toughness, Toughness isn't just like, I'm going to beat you up. Toughness is playing off two feet, getting fouled, and knocking down free throws when you can't make a bucket so that maybe you can build some momentum offensively. So I agree with you there, Bert. Two games in a row now we've seen Micah Adams-Woods, though, try to do his 
acrobatic, yeah. acrobatic weird layup. I'm going to go everywhere with it before I go up with it. Don't I'm love that. I'm going to get more bourbon. You probably, bourbon. Yeah, you probably need it. Don't love that. Um, they were scared to get swatted because, well, they were getting swatted a lot. Yeah, Berg, I agree. Um, they, they were not aggressive going to the hoop in that second half. They settled for, again, somebody brought up the mid-range. They settled for the mid-range stuff, and they didn't really do much knocking down of the mid-range. Well, I mean, you don't get blocked seven times just shooting a bunch of mid-range shots, Aaron. I I understand. It was ugly. It was. It was. It was Uh, not pretty. Regan, uh, someone new to the chat I haven't seen before, Regan Crone, uh, says, brutal in-game adjustments for the offense today. Looked like we ran ISO for a majority of the possessions in the second half. I, I mentioned that to Justin as well. Why is there so much ISO? Why Why are they not? And, again, that's something the 25 uh, wants to do to you is make you play in isolation or – just stand around and toss the ball around the perimeter and then you get late in the shot clock and somebody has to to try to do something themselves. It's the design of the defense and they let the defense control them. Good eye, Reagan. Uh, Zachary Coomer says uh, this team isn't really built for dominating the offensive glass, is it? No. Uh, Late arriver, but do we know what the offensive plan of attack is? What is Wes Miller envisioning for this roster? Um, I mean, the offensive plan of attack is whatever is going to, you know, be designed to work best that day. To make shots offense. To make shots (laughs) offense. Make make some damn shots. The offense is supposed to be, you know, your two, your three best players are your two, three, and four, right? David DeJulius, Landers Nolly, Jeremiah Davenport. At least your best offensive players are those three guys. So you want to spread the floor. You want to play, they, they, they're a ball screen offense, a lot of ball screens. Um, and you want to let guys play downhill and play in space. The problem is, I think with those three guys, you don't really have anybody that can get downhill off of the ball screen, right? Who's really, look at this team and ask yourself, who's really good at getting downhill on this team? Getting, getting the defender on their hip, getting their shoulders squared, and making the defense react to a driver to the rim. Who's good at it, Aaron? Davenport flashes it at times. No, he doesn't. His ball you handling's terrible. Well, I guess I'm maybe talking about with maybe, the ball in your hand coming off a ball screen. Maybe it's the fact that he's not afraid to do it. Um, okay. I don't think we've seen enough of Skillings or Reed to know uh, – Jury's still out on that. Um, Hensley has done it at times this season already. Uh, tonight was not that night. Hensley's been a straight line driver. He has not played like in ball screen, like guards situations. Dave, when he has spacing, can do it. But he's not a guy that can get to the rim. And we, I don't think we've seen enough, I mean, of Nolly yet in – in, in a Cincinnati uniform to know if that's going to be the type of 
offensive guy he is here? For me so far, here's here's my concern on Landers. We got really excited about him in that Chaminade game, right? Yeah, sure. What did what was he great at in that Chaminade game? Shooting. No. That wasn't pa- what he was pa- great at. Passing. From where? Anywhere. No. He passed. He passed it like three quarters of the court, and we were amazed with that pass. Okay, that's one. I'm talking about over the course of a game, Aaron. He was at his best in that game, working the mid post. While against like a 5'10". No, he was posting up. Yeah, Remember? He had the kid on his hip. They'd throw him the ball. He'd either hit that little turnaround jump shot or he was passing really well out of the mid post. Well, and even tonight, I think he was passing well. I just think that Kalu couldn't catch the ball. Well, but my point being, he's not going to have a 5'10 white kid on him that he can just take to the mid post, post up, and dominate. And that's why that's like what they would get that matchup. They would send him to the mid post, throw him the ball, and he controlled the action from there. We haven't seen that since because it's not something he's going to be able to get regularly against mid major competition, obviously, much less high level competition. He's got to step his game up because that was supposed to be the jump that this team was going to take, right? They got a dude. In Landers Nolly. And today was three of 11, one of four from three, seven points, five rebounds, one assist, two turnovers. He's minus 17 and plus minus. Your starters, your starters are Victor Lockett minus 20, Landers minus 17, DeJulius minus 20. Davenport, minus 16. Next up, you got the Maui. Yeah. Monday Monday night at 11.30. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the old BBP leading into the 11.30 Maui tip-off, <laughs> which, which you know that first game is going to go long. So it's going to be more like a 11, 11 48. 45. Tip off. Yeah. Uh, Should be really fun. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. It's it's eleven o'clock. You guys are clearly starting to to drop off. Yeah, they're they're throw, running. They're not even running doubles at him, Berg. It's more they're just kind of digging on him. You know, they're they're not running like like full trap doubles it's more just sending a guy to be like in the area one and a half defenders maui wowie watch party no i've got to do i've got to do cincy 360 the next day at noon i there's there's a kid who sleeps on the other end of this door on monday night you're going to still be up when he uh, gets up for school. <laughs> Actually, we may not have them Monday and Tuesday next week. I don't know. I'll have to check the schedule. Yeah, Nolly's 11 of 32 minus Shamanah, three games. Our mean Kirkland vibes, for better or worse. Well played. Yeah. Drew, thank you for the donation. We appreciate it. 
Hopefully tonight was helpful. What's the over-under the Chad takes to talk back from himself? That guy actually called when I was filling in for Mo. Uh, <laughs> the guy that, that talked backs me. Uh, seemed like a good dude. Like it was, it was, it was good natured. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't trying to be an asshole. He was just had a chance to poke some fun at me. And I, I'm, I dish it out. I can take it. Like I, you know, if you're being, being a dick about it, whatever. But if you're having some fun with it, that's kind of the nature of a lot of the stuff I do on Twitter. It's not meant to be, you know, mean. A lot of people don't understand the sarcasm. Thoughts on Gonzaga possibly to Big 12? I don't. I don't have <laughs> if, they, if they come, they, if they're in the Big 12, they're in the Big 12. Like, that's not a league. Like, the Big East right now is in some trouble, right? Because, because Jay Wright is gone. Nobody has really stepped up other than Villanova um, in that league since the restructuring um i you know another great team in the big 12 okay great they're all really really good so i i don't know how many bourbons uh i just poured my second i think i actually agree here i'll take four maui l's for one w versus x well they only play three in maui i know so I'd still take that fourth one. <laughs> They're just gonna stick around and play somebody on the island. Just a couple like five Samoan guys just, that are just, just hang out on the beach. Hang out and play Hawaii in a in yeah. a pickup. <laughs> Zags getting killed by 20 against Texas. Um Garrison says thanks for the chat. Yeah, uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed this because we were we were all kind of down. At least we had some laughs in the wake of misery all day it's, it's therapy sometimes you know you, when you're in therapy you gotta laugh a little bit i i another 18 and 15 ish season um i don't think that's the case but i'm starting to wonder if there has to be more of a recalibration than we've made on this team without john newman yeah you gotta figure out how to rebound the ball you gotta figure out how to play better defense you gotta figure out how to rebound the ball um, I, I, I'm, I'm not ready to drop all the way down to 18, but I think without John Newman, 23 is going to be You're probably even closer to 20. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Um, <laughs> Doug's count. He's did Doug's counting Shamanad as a Maui win. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. Oh, I'm Doug. In. <laughs> Matthew says, can we play Shamanad again in Maui? That was fun. Sure. Schedule. I don't hate, I don't hate I, it. I made a joke on the way out. I said, actually, um, I stopped at Eichel and, and a couple people were standing in the the, the loading dock uh, on my way out. And I said, unfortunately, guys, I got bad news. Um, Cincinnati, Chaminade is taking their place back in the Maui Invitational. Uh, and instead, Cincinnati's just going to have to play Chaminade's next three games. Uh, whatever they were. <laughs> Wouldn't feel good about those either right now. <laughs> um, Captain Obvious has entered the chat. Going to figure out how to score more than 11 points and a half against NKU. I would agree. 
I I think that is uh, Guardian K. I think that is an astute observation. Uh, could be worse. We aren't rooting for Louisville. Well, Louisville lost to Wright State, who also plays in the same conference as Northern Kentucky. And Northern State. Northern, Northern Kentucky and Cleveland State, yeah. One and one against the Horizon, so mm. Bearcats are all right right now. Um, feels like Newman missing shouldn't matter this much. Okay, but but Zachary, here's what you have to consider. It's the nucleus of your team. You went through your entire offseason with him as a major factor. So it's it, it's like when a team loses, you know, their let's their middle linebacker because John, I, I don't want to count John as like an offensive guy, right? He's the leader of your defense. When you lose your middle linebacker right before the start of the season, or you lose your best defensive player right before the start of the season in football, <laughs> and a leader, and a guy that your team really looks to for energy and guidance and, and you know, the stuff that you learn being a high-level defender in, in college basketball for going on five years. Marquez Warwick doesn't have 22 points if John Newman's in the game. 18 in the first half. Like, yeah. you're able to, to say when he's got 10 and it's like, okay, this guy's this guy's starting to get cooking, then you say, John, you're over here. We'll handle business. Let's cut that off. Let's handle business. John's also good for – Six to ten any given night, right? Not to so mention I, it's it's not it's not the micro of they should be able to replace Newman in games against those teams because you're right they should just in terms of talent, but in terms of construction of your roster and and your team as a whole, losing a guy like that is an important piece to not have around. That's all I'm saying. We are all still wrapping our heads around it. Guardian K. Guardian was, K. We're just trying. It's therapy. We're trying to have some laughs. We're trying to make everybody. We're trying to lift was, our spirits. Wasn't a shot at you. It was no, just. No, it's just. Is what it is. Um, we agree. We agree. Uh, getting the live updates of Ed screwing up his Wendy's order was worth the time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Like, I imagine. So so here's kind of the, the thing about that Wendy's thing. I would imagine the the chicken sandwich is a lot like a chicken. It is like a chicken farm. And I will go spicy next time um, because I prefer Wendy's spicy chicken to their regular fried chicken. I would imagine that the hamburger one tastes like, like kind of a meatball sub, right? You got hamburger meat, mozzarella, and, and, and uh, marinara sauce. Hensley was brutal tonight. There's no hiding that fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a different team defensively with Newman. Newman and Fennessey at the same time. Now, all of a sudden, you can go with rotations where your defense can be outstanding. It also makes up for your lack of depth in the paint, right? Yeah. Because maybe you're not making those drives. Right. Um, see, this is where I agree, disagree, Chris. The issue with this team is pretty clear. We have a lot of dead weight. Dudes like Aguama, Zekpe, Hensley, Adams, Woods. These simply aren't high-level players. They are rotational players, Chris. Supposed to be supporting Davenport, Nolly, David DeJulius, and to a lesser extent, Vic, who is supposed to be coming to into his own as a five. 
Now, where I agree with you is they're not good enough to carry a roster when your main guys do what the main guys did tonight. Every team, look up and down college basketball, every team has dudes like those guys in rotational support roles. Do some teams have, you know, a better version of those guys? Sure. That's why those teams are in the top 20 and Cincinnati's a top 50-ish team. But I, I, I think that's, that's the misconception that people, that everybody has to be an A-level guy. No, you could, you need rotational guys, but when your A-level guys are shit and the A-level guys were shit tonight, it puts a spotlight on your rotational guys not being good enough to carry the weight. How many teams, how many teams can just say like, oh, guys one, two, and three are off. So guys five, six, and seven are gonna step up and 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 be the top of the roster guys. Right. I don't know. It's, to that point specifically, Chad, when you say that, we talked about how deep this team is and the depth was lacking as well as the starting yeah, guys. Because the A it, guys yeah, were terrible. It, it was a trickle-down effect, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, if, like a meatball hoagie, yeah. Uh, does fantasy have zero offensive ability? He can pass. His assist numbers are good. Um, it's weird that he's he is just in a position where he is not looking to score. At all. Well, so we've been far, doing this through four games. We've been doing this for about 65 minutes. Hopefully this helped air out some of your frustrations that we all have. I think Chad and myself included, because I've, I've never seen a game like that. You don't remember the Knicks first two years in the big East where they we, had to play. We talked about this off the air yeah. where, where they had to play UConn and Syracuse and some of those teams at the top of the Big East with a really, really bad roster. I don't. I remember my first year, Aaron, the, that first year of the Big East, there was a game I left, like midway through the second, like early second you, half. You left while covering. It was my first year covering the team. I was just doing um, – I wasn't really writing a ton yet. My main priority was shooting video for uh, – I was doing like how the team used to, I don't know why they're not doing this anymore, used to put out video highlights. I was shooting video highlights and then coming home and editing the video and putting up like a BCJ video highlight reel. And they were getting beat so bad that I was like, I'm not going home and spending three hours editing this. Because nobody, literally fucking nobody, is going to watch it. And I packed up my shit and I went home. I think you'd that punch. Was, I think you'd punch me in the face if I packed up my shit and went home. Well, also, the the website was like eight months old at that point in time. <laughs> was it we called? Have, was it called Bearcat Journal yet, or was it still no, Bearcat? Bearcat? All right. Yep. We had more people in this room tonight than we had members. <laughs> So the juice was not worth the squeeze. 
No, no. Definitely not worth the squeeze. He wasn't comparing 2022 NKU to 2007 Syracuse. He's just saying that the games were that bad. Halves were that bad. Because I I brought up the point, I don't remember a half this bad. And Chad's like, oh, I do. (laughs) I remember some halves that were like, get me the fuck out of (laughs) here. All he's saying is it was was that bad. Um, Uh, Yes. Matthew, it's it's okay. Like I, I'm not, I'm not taking. You, you know, I miss. We all Burgle miss Field. Appreci- you know, we, I Burgo appreciate this. We all miss Field Williams. I miss Farad Cobb. Give me Farad Cobb on this team. I'll take either. Both. Cobb City, baby. Give me Farad Cobb to stretch the defense on this team a little bit. So yeah. Anyway, it was you know, we're here. Like we said, good, bad. As bad a day as we've seen in these parts for a while, I know, Matthew, that we were also that that whole season was the second. Half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, like actually, the out of conference, there was like some reason for hope. They beat X. Like it was like, oh, Nick's got this ragtag bunch, like like feeling it, and then they got into the Big East, and ooh, the awakening was rude. Doug, how rude! You brought your A game tonight, Doug. I'm gonna be disappointed if you don't start showing up in the chat more because, good God, he was on. He was on. Matthew, welcome. It's good to like you became a part of this. Plenty of guys tonight, Chris. Guys and gals. I'm not sure if Reagan is a a girl or a guy, but Holly was here earlier. Regular. Um, Chris, I'll see you. I'll see you on the forum. Uh, Get him next time. Yeah, that was that sucked. That sucked. All right, Aaron, let's get to bed. Thank you to all of you once again. That was the nightcap brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken. And I thought that was going to be a disaster, but it was really good. Y'all made it. See you next time right here on BearcatJournal.com. See ya!